Okay, I'm here for another strewn along the path episode. It's been a long time since I do- I've done one of these. Uh, just seems like there's so much going on uh, with the podcast in my life right now that uh, just recording extra stuff seems to be hard. So I'm going the on-the-go route, taken from the Steve guys, uh, Big and Rish. On their separate personal podcasts, the Anglecast and the Outcast. I have a long drive ahead of me here for work, so I figured I'd I'd take the opportunity to talk to you. I was actually prompted to do this by Rich Outfield, who, um, in light of receiving a bunch of questions about him and his podcast and whatnot, I say whatnot way too often, just to let you know. And you probably already know that. Every time I say it, you're like, ah, can't he find a different word? But there will be a lot more rambling because I'm not going to edit this as much. It's an on-the-go episode, right? It is raining, so I'm sorry. You're going to hear raindrops coming down on the windshield. You're going to hear the road underneath my car. But you know what? If you don't like it, you can turn it off. So, yeah, Rish asked me a bunch of questions, and probably what I'll do is I'll I'll play the question for you, and then I will answer the question to the best of my ability with lots of rambling in between. So uh, here we go. Here's Rish's first question. You know, I've been listening to the Journey Into podcast and since you created it. You know, I've known you a little longer than that. Uh, but I wanted to ask you two questions. One, how did you decide what you were going to do for Journey Into? And how has that changed in the years that you've been doing it? Okay, how did I decide what I wanted to do for Journey Into podcast? You know, it, it really goes way back to the beginning. Uh, let's see. Let me give you a little bit of history of my podcast listening experience and, and kind of how it got, all got in here. And I apologize. You've probably heard this before. But it's probably been a while, so maybe, maybe not everybody has. Okay, so my gateway into podcasting. Um, I'd kind of heard it now and then as a buzzword podcasting, but this was back in, I don't know, the early 2000s when it was just becoming something. Nobody, it wasn't as widespread as it is now. And anyway, I I, uh, was reading the uh, Orson Scott Card's Intergalactic Medicine Show magazine. I was a subscriber to that. And John Joseph Adams, who's a great editor and has his own podcasts, well, his own uh, anthology magazines with an associated podcast now. But anyway, this is before all that, like I said. So anyway, he had a couple articles where he would review books or stories or things that were going on in uh, speculative fiction. And I think he, he... first thing he got me on to was Cory Doctorow. He talked about Cory Doctorow and 
kind of his philosophy and his stories and the, the tone of his work. And he uh, linked to Corey's uh, webpage and said it's interesting because Corey had started to uh, record his works in progress and put them out in podcast form as he read them. I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm an aspiring writer. Um, I don't call myself a writer because I, I don't write like I should. But I'm an aspiring writer. I've always enjoyed writing. I've always followed writing. Oh, this is such a long-winded answer to your question, Rish. But, hey, I guess, you know, you, you understand where that comes from. So, anyway, so I started listening to Cory Doctorow reading his works in progress in a podcast form. And it was very basic, you know, it was basically him with a microphone in a hotel room or in a guest room of somebody's house, wherever he was at, he would record uh, what he wrote that day or that week or whatever. And I found it fascinating. It was like very interesting to listen to a story. And then at, at one point he said, Hey, you know what? For today's episode, I'm going to replay one of my stories that aired on this podcast called The Escape Pod. I thought The Escape Pod? Anyway, he played the episode. It was Crap Hound, the story Crap Hound. I believe it was episode 38 or 35 or something of of Escape Pod. It was in the early days of Escape Pod when it was just Steve Ely by himself reading stories. And... So I listened to Crap Hound. I thought, this is weird. You know, I had heard Steve, you know, introduce the story and then talk about it, talk a little bit afterwards. And, you know, I heard the, the surf rock music of Dekaiju and all. I thought, wow, that's really interesting. And so that got me on to Escape Pod, listening to Escape Pod. Another podcast ish thing. Well, no, it was a podcast that I caught on to by reading uh, John Joseph Adams' column in Intergalactic Medicine Show. That's a mouthful. Uh, Anyway, reading his column, he also talked about uh, a podcast or a new magazine type thing called Mech Muse. And I'm sure probably 99% of you have never heard of Mech Muse. And that's because it never came into fruition because they were trying to charge people. <laughs> Imagine that wanting to charge people money for producing a podcast of stories and putting it out there. Imagine trying to sell that to somebody, the, the nerve, right? <laughs> because they, they took it seriously. They had professional you know, they got a lot of professional uh, authors to give them permission to, to do their stories. Um, there was, I don't know, it was under the guise of Dave Farland or Dave Wolverton, but uh, but there was a story of his on there. I can't remember the name of it now. Can you believe that? Uh, but anyway, it's a ma- it was a like a War of the Worlds happening in Alaska or what happened in Alaska during the War of the Worlds. So it was kind of a Jack London, H.G. Wells mashup story. After the lean winter, I think, 
is the name of the story, blew me away. That blew me away. I loved that story. I uh, believe there was a Kevin J. Anderson story, a U.G. Foster story, probably the first U.G. Foster story I ever heard. Um, they did the first four chapters of Dracula. They had many, many stories on there. Um, David Barkertley had a couple stories on there. My first ex- uh, exposure to David Barkertley. Anyway, it was very well the, the Professional narrators, very well done. And... I subscribed to it. I was willing to pay for this. And there was only one issue that came out. I mean, it was it was a jam-packed issue, but they never went any further because nobody was willing to pay for the podcasts. Everybody was starting to get free podcasts. You know, that was at the time where Mer Lafferty was doing her fiction. There was several uh, podcasts out there, uh, podcast novels, uh, were a big thing with Scott Sigler and uh, oh man I'm delving too far back into my memory and I'm losing it uh, well T. Morris of course um, anyway there, there was another so anyway yeah anyway um, so it led to so many things that uh I started listening to podcast novels on patio books. Um, you know, I was listening to Mike and Evo, who, and back in those days when it was Mike and Evo. Um, anyway, so I, I, that's that was my gateway into podcasts, the Mech Muse and the the patio books. Uh, but it all started with Corey Doctorow leading me to Escape Pod. So there you go. So I, I was a lifelong, or I was a diehard listener to Escape Pod, you know, and Pseudopod when it came out, and eventually Podcastle. Um, <clears throat> but by the time Podcastle came around, I was, you know, experienced enough in listening to podcasts that I was really kind of interested in could I do something like this. And at the time that Steve Ely. Uh, I got involved in the Escape Pod forums. I was a moderator there. I contributed. I did lots of stuff for the Escape Artists uh, podcasts at one time. And anyway, so I was heavily involved and and enjoyed being part of that. Uh, Part of me wishes I could go back and be part of it more, but I've I've kind of moved on from there. I've anyway. I'm going to have to edit most of the stuff out. You know, back when I was 10 years old, I was recording stories on this tape recorder. Uh, that's true, actually. Anyway, uh, focus. It's hard to focus when you're just driving and rambling. It's a lot easier when you're sitting on your butt in front of the microphone. Uh, and it's late at night and you want to go to bed at some point, so you are more focused on your podcast. But it was around that time where Steve Ely uh, had been doing Escape Pod for five years on his own, by himself, week after week after week. And it was getting to the point where <laughs> he needed help and he you know, was, was not getting his schedule down and, and he eventually decided that he was going to drop out and that he 
somebody else could take over Escape Pod. And some there was a, another moderator on the Escape Partist forums, and he contacted me and said, "Hey, would you be willing to help take over Escape Pod and be the hosts and the editors of Escape Pod?" This is something he wanted to pursue, and and he wanted me to to come with him. Are you kidding me? There's no way I could do that. That was my thoughts. And then I started thinking more. And I'm like, you know what? I could do that. I could edit stories. Or I could be an editor. I could. There's lots of stories that I could try to find. And I could say, yeah, let's podcast that. And if, I had, if we had two of us working on it, I could do that. So I did, I did get back with him. And I said, we can try to make a go of it. Uh, how do we do this? What do we, who do we talk to? I sent an email to Steve Ely. Uh, you know, we had some thoughts and plans. But it was all just the two of us talking. Uh, and, you know, Steve, you know, sent me back an email saying, well, we're, we got things in progress right now. We're thankful for your help and your willingness. We'll see what happens. And it turned out that Mer Lafferty came in. And became the, the host and the editor of Escape Pod, which was a perfect decision. That's what should have happened. I'm glad it did. She did a much better job than I could have ever done with Escape Pod, with the demand of putting out a weekly podcast, especially at that time. So everything turned out the way it should have. And Escape Pod and, and all the Escape Artist podcasts have gone on just as they should have. And I'm grateful uh, for all that they've done. And, and I never, I, it was kind of a, a, a relief as well that I wouldn't uh, be involved with that but that bug was still in my mind podcasting I could do podcasting I could figure this out so anyway but I, I put it in the back of my mind and I continued to listen to Escape Pod at that point I was also listening to the Drabblecast uh, by Norm, with Norm Sherman who's an excellent podcaster big fan of Norm Sherman and the Drabblecast uh, continue, and I continue to be to this day, but he started a, well, I don't know if he started it or anyway, I was heavy on the forums there. I wasn't a moderator or anything. Uh, but anyway, there started up this thing called the dribble cast, which was a fan podcast based on the, the travel cast. And it was anybody that wanted to take stories that were donated to the forums that were posted on the forums and record that by themselves and, they could post it up on this fan Dribblecast. And I really got into that. I really, you know, it was short little drabbles, 100-word stories. I think I did some larger stories anyway. But um, I started to have a lot of fun and kind of started busting my chops on uh, narrating, recording myself, figuring out how that should work. Um, eventually, I started doing... Uh, what's what I later learned was called full cast <laughs> podcasting, where I would have different voices for the different characters. Um, a couple of those, and I started to add in sound effects and stuff like that, and really just started to, to play with uh, audio editing and podcasting. And I was having a lot of fun with that. 
uh, in the midst of there came this strange little podcast called the Dune Steve podcast. And I listened to the, the Dune Steve off and on. And they, they're the Dune Steve, as you probably know, as you know, Rish, <laughs> since you are one of the our orchestrators of the Dune Steve, you know, your thing was the full cast all the time. And you started asking for producers because you guys were just getting burnt out on having to produce all these stories. And I understand that now. <laughs> anyway, you had asked for producers to help. And so I stepped in. I was one of those people that did that. And I produced, I don't know, what, five stories for you guys? Um, the first story I did was Into the Storm or After the Storm or something Storm, <laughs> which was uh, a fun story to do. There was, it took a long time to do that one. Uh, because of the different Australian actors and working that out. Uh, but that was, that was a fun story to put together. And I learned a lot on that. I learned a lot by listening to the story as it was played on the podcast where Big had added uh, some extra things like the, the uh, scary music or whatever you call it uh, when something strange or weird or haunting was happening in the story. And I realized, hey, you know, that's probably something that, that I could have done to, to make the story better. And I'm glad that, that uh, Big added that in there. Um, you know, so I started learning a lot by listening to your podcast. And I started learning a lot by producing it myself. And I learned a lot by seeing what was added by Big in the stories that I did or the questions that I got. I remember I did the uh, alarm uh, story and in in that story it starts out with a bell ringing in the middle of the night <laughs> and so I had the sound effect of a bell ringing throughout the first, I don't know seven to nine minutes of the story and it wasn't a long story and you guys big responded back to me um, can you please turn down the volume of the bell in the story um so that was pretty funny that you guys were going crazy listening to my rendition of the bell or of the, of the story because all you could hear was this bell in the background. And so I learned a bit, little bit about finesse, you know, as I went along. And uh, so those two things, the dribble cast and, and helping you guys out with the Dune Steve, uh, helped me learn a lot. Somewhere along in there, too, I, I briefly... Uh, assisted the clone pod podcast which was uh, a kid driven story podcast on the model of the skate pod and everything else uh, but they were looking for editors at one point so for a short period of time i was trying to help find stories for the clone pod this is before i got involved with the dune steve and the dribble cast and things like that but, so i still had that a little that taste in my mouth the good taste of of editing things, looking for stories, uh, producing stories, putting it all together. And so I enjoyed doing that uh, for the Dune Steve. I enjoyed being a, one of your producers. Uh, but I also kept thinking in the back of my mind, 
you know, I could be the one picking the stories. Not that I didn't like the stories you guys were doing, but just... I could make something of my own here. And uh, my Dribblecast productions seem to become more... I, I started providing more commentary and uh, I, st- I started putting more into stuff around the story uh, more than, than, you know, the dribble cast was just supposed to be come on, read the story and, and say who you were and, and you know, get away. Wow, I haven't even gotten past your first question, Rish. But I kind of wanted to give that this backstory anyway. And I'm just driving down the road with nothing else to do. So with all that said, I, I decided to do my own podcast. And I thought I could continue to do Dune Steve stories and do my own podcast. I'm such a foolish man to think that. Um, but I wanted to do full cast stories, but I knew I couldn't keep up a schedule of just doing full cast stories and becoming, you know, the Dune Steve part two kind of thing. And I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to take away from who, what the Dune Steve was. I knew it needed to be something different than just Dune Steve's little brother. And I didn't want to be a competition for you guys. <laughs> Good luck with that, Marshall. There was another podcast that I listened to for a while called Spaceship Spaceship Radio by Andy Doan. And it, that had disappeared long before I started my podcast. But all, all Andy did was he would play episodes of X-1 and he would talk a little bit about it before and after. And I really enjoyed that podcast. And I thought, wow, we need something like that where we just, there's old time, there's tons of old time radio shows out there that are really cool and have really good stories and classic authors and, and that kind of thing. And so I thought, you know, I could do a little, I could do a little old time radio show as well um, and I don't have to do every story in full cast I can just do a reading of a story I wouldn't have to make it one format I could I could mix and match that's something I've always enjoyed in uh, in anything that's broadcast you know that's a variety I like a variety of things you know I like the idea of listening to the radio and you hear like a, a carpenter's song, you know, rainy days and Mondays kind of song. And then the next song would be Metallica, Master of Puppets. And then the next song would be, you know, Simon and Garfunkel or something like that. You know, just that variety of, you know, not just top 40 all the time or classic rock all the time, but a mix match. I like that idea of a variety. And so I wanted to do that. And of course, I've always been a comic book fan. And uh, so I, I kind of wanted a, a feeling of adventure or a feeling of, of something like that. And so um, eventually <laughs> I, I decided upon the name Journey Into. Uh, that primarily came from you know Marvel Comics, had a journey into mystery. Thing. That's where Thor started out. And then, you know, they had like Adventure into Fear 
the where man thing was was uh, first appeared on. And they had a lot of little comics like that, you know, back in the seventies. Journey into mystery, and so I thought if I just left it, journey into dot dot dot. The the whole shtick behind that would be one week we could journey into an adventure, a jungle adventure. The next week we could journey into a fear, journey into fear, a scary story. The next week we could journey into the future with a science fiction episode and go on like that. And I, that idea of a comic booky, gimmicky type of thing, as well as just a variety. You never know what you're going to get kind of thing. And I, I, I like that. And I've probably become more predictable as I've gone along, uh, but I still try to, to you know, mix it up and, and make it different. So that is the impetus of the Journey Into podcast. That's why, um, that's how it evolved. And I enjoy playing the old time radio shows. I enjoy, uh, I still enjoy producing stories. I'm a lot slower at it now for various reasons. It's it's evolved now. Of course, it's not a weekly show. It, it's hard to to do that. Sometimes I'm able to to get get out something kind of on a weekly basis or every other week. Um, I, but it's interesting. The thing that takes me the most time now, other than producing a, like a full cast story. But the thing that takes me the most time is editing myself. And I, and I wish I was more organized and did more of this ahead of time and said, okay, I'm going to do this episode, this episode, this episode. And I could record my commentary ahead of time and, do, you know, just sit down and do several episodes in a row and then edit that as needed. But it just takes me a long time to, to edit myself because I have a lot of go-backs and and that's probably somewhere where I need to improve in my ability to, to do a podcast is to learn how to get it right the first time, you know, write it down. I used to write out my intros and my commentary after the story uh, so that I had a place to follow and that worked a lot better. But again, then it takes time to write it and then to read it. And I, you know, I don't like just reading it in a manner that it sounds like it's being read. You know, that, that's something where uh, Dave Thompson, formerly of PodCastle, was able to do a good job of, you know, I believe he did write out his comments, uh, but he delivered it in a way that it didn't sound like it was written. But that's not part of your question, is it? I think I've answered your first question. Uh, where did I get the idea for the Journey Into Podcast? Uh, after you know, like a half hour of talking, now I've answered your first question, and I, and your second question was how has it evolved, uh, and I think I've I've answered that as well. You know, I've I've been able to to do more things. You know, I, I'm doing the journey into history now, and brought in Simon Salt to help me with that, and that's a lot of fun. I enjoy doing that. I I fear though that if all I do once a month do a journey into history that that's taking away from the variety of the show so I, I worry a little bit about that segment uh, of course now I've brought in 
the uh, Delusions of Grandeur podcast, the Journey into Star Wars episodes, um, as a part of a regular thing on the show. Um, so that that's a good thing because I, I like having that there. I've already heard comments from people that said, you know what, I never knew you even had this other podcast about Star Wars. And so they've enjoyed having that, hearing those episodes here on the, on the Journey Into podcast. So I'm glad I did that. But again, if, if I just have two episodes a month and one of them is a Star Wars episode and one of them is a Journey Into History, I'm losing that variety. I'm losing that unpredictability. And so... That's a good evolution, and, and I can make that work as long as I am able to get other things in here to keep the variety going. I think people enjoy that. I've heard comments about that as well. And that's the fun of it for me, too, is the variety. However, having things planned out and uh, you know something on a regular basis is, is pleasing to me as, a, as it makes things a little more steady. As well, so there, there's playback or there's uh, trade-offs back and forth. Uh, I think the other evolution, I guess, is uh, you know using my Wamperdime radio tuner to tune into the old-time radio shows is a lot of fun for me. Uh, sometimes it's a chore. It's like oh, I just I have this episode. I just want to talk about it, and put it out, but I also have to put together. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. But I also have to tune it in. <laughs> uh, and sometimes that takes some time to tune in the, uh, the radio broadcast. But I like that. It's fun. It's fun for me to do that. Hopefully everybody on the podcast enjoys seeing what's going to come out during that tune-in uh, portion of the podcast. So that's that's it for the first questions, Rish. Let's see, what time are we looking at? Yep, like I said, it's a half hour in. I'm going to have to do some heavy editing. You know, actually, I I think that's good enough for uh, this time around. (laughs) I'll try to get to more questions more quickly for the next round of questions from Rish. So, uh, I'll see you next time, and we'll find out what else is strewn along the path. (laughs) Strewn Along the Path is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share it, but do not change it or sell it. The theme music, as always, is brought to you by Man in Space.